Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor... Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net, on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. All aboard, it's the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, and we have a great program lined up for you today. It's kind of our shop till you drop <laughs> edition. Oh, seriously, we're going to be talking about a lot of the shopping sites that are up there. Something new from Facebook. Special guest Sherry Cam is going to be in here to talk about social media. Oh, there's so much more coming as well. So please do stay tuned to the Internet Advisor. Two hours of great broadcasting just for you, all about the Internet. Well, tell me, what's fuller than a full house? Well, I don't know. We'll find out about that. <laughs> we have got the whole crew here, and I mean the whole crew here. A um, special member of our team is in studio with us, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But Gary Baker, good to see you around. It is great to be here. Uh, you know, it's uh, been a better day for Michigan football. Yes. But- Yes. Ah, a deep sigh there. And Ed Brudel. You're interrupting my Amazon shopping. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I've done quite a bit of it already this year. If if we could interrupt my wife's shopping, that would be great. (laughs) Cal, do you have those problems at home with the online shopping getting kind of out of hand? No, I just pay no attention to it at all, walk away and and pretend it doesn't exist. So, (laughs) Gary, it's just bad. My wife asked me for my Amazon Prime ID. Should I give it to her? <laughs> Wait, either, <laughs> yeah, my kids all have it. Okay, and my wife has it, so, so. I figured they're going to get it anyway. Might as well get it a little. You cheaper. know what? That's a good and, idea. I I could put, I yeah. uh, you know she'll be and able to see. And now you know my, what they're going to buy, well, right? <laughs> yes, and she could see my wish list. Oh, yeah, good point. There give it is. to her. Yeah, yeah okay, thank you. Okay, there, there is a little method you to your madness. <laughs> well, somebody else who's, as I say, part of the team, but we have not had in here in a long time, and it's Sherry Cam. Sherry, it is so good to have you aboard with this rowdy crew. I have to say, you bring an element of class to this rather crass group of people here. <laughs> well, thank you for having me back. Well, and, and this has nothing to do with you, but that bar is set very low. <laughs> Sometimes underwater. Uh, Sherry is a member of our team here that we, we don't offer, and we haven't in the past, but we hope to hear from and in much more frequently. And she is the direct PR director at CAM Consulting Services, but also our special kind of uh, social media maven. And uh, one of the reasons, uh, Sherry, that we've invited you back is because um, a lot has been going on in social media and trying to sort all these things out 
has been really hairy, and I'm hoping you can help us get an eyeball on something that just recently came up, which is Marketplace on <laughs> Facebook. And we'll be doing that as we go forward here. But do you, I do a lot of online shopping as we approach Cyber Monday. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Cyber Monday has kind of gone by the wayside. You can actually do the uh, the, the Black Friday shopping right. on Friday. You don't have to wait until Monday these That's days. That's right. That's true. That was why it came about, right? Well, and, and, well exactly. people got back to work and so, they got to the high-speed connections. That's right. That, yeah. And that was exactly Black, it. Black Friday happened because that was the day in the year that most retailers finally went into the black for the year. They had been running in the red until then, and, and that's when they make all their money is between now and the end of the year. Yep. Cyber Monday, Sherry, was all about um, when you could get a connection way back when, right? That's right. That's <laughs> exactly and a broadband it. connection at <laughs> work instead of at home. Instead of the dial-up. That's exactly it. Yeah. That was exactly it. Um, but, y- you know, online shopping, it can be convenient. Um, but fit-wise and, you know, space-wise, depending on your furniture, depending on what, what it is you're trying to purchase, you sometimes just need to go in person and see what it looks I like. I have to agree 100%. Last week, I had to get a nice little cute pair of slingbacks, and I would have <laughs> never known. <laughs> never known how they would have fit That's unless right. I was right there to put my foot in them. That's Everyone's right. entitled to their own lifestyle now. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> well, I, I was wondering then, why are articles like this that came out... Uh, Uh, This was on CNET. It says, beware that Black Friday or Cyber Monday deal probably isn't a deal. Is that... Is that pretty significant? You know, when they when they talk about appliances and places like that, they always used to seed, you know, the three appliances that they would actually sell for the price that they had advertised, and then the rest of them were a little bit higher and uh. those sorts of things. Uh, it comes down to that sometimes, but there are schedules. Um, you know, if you're looking for electronics, you have to wait until January to actually get the best price. And right. So they're talking about a 12-month price. They're not really talking about is it the best price at this time? Because it probably is. It probably is the best price between now and Christmas. Correct. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. it. And they're also saying, I, I, I saw somebody break this down where they were saying, you could get that deal just about every day for the last week. Yep. Right? Because Black yep. Friday started last Friday. <laughs> yeah. So in, in store and in person, right. because you're, you're persons, right? You are people. You mm-hmm. have to start marking them down the weekend before our Black Friday so that you aren't scrambling on that Friday morning uh, in order to be able to get Although some people kind of get a thrill of that. Oh, yeah. We were, uh, I, I, I think really? we were <laughs> no, it's do. Really? I they know. do. We were in a restaurant and uh, the waitress said, well, have you been out to Black Friday yet? And I said, no, <laughs> no, not in your life. Um, and she said, oh, yeah, we were out there last night. We were at Best Buy, I think it was. Was it? Yeah. They went to and we got two TVs and I forget where the other thing was. Oh, and the laptop. Mm-hmm. And it was a Lenovo mm-hmm. and it was like 250 I think. 300 very good price. Very good price. But you probably would be able to find something along those lines, I'm going to guess. You know, when I go to Best Buy, if I shop a little bit online... Mm-hmm. And then I go and support the local retailer. Mm-hmm. They'll give me that price. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Yeah. And and I can also shop their sales because guess what? Online, there's unless you're going to overstock, right? There's not many s- real sales for, where they're trying to just clear out inventory. That is correct. Right. Uh, and yeah. so I go to my Best Buy and I'm going. This is the one I came in for. You'll give me the online price. Yes. But this one here is fifty dollars cheaper. Yeah, well, that's last year's model. What's the difference? Nothing. I'll take that <laughs> exactly. one. I got a fifty dollars less, right? Exactly. They're trying to clear that out that smart model. TV was just as smart last year <laughs> as it is this year. I just truth or consequences here. Have you bought anything on online, Ed? Have I bought anything online? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and like uh, on these Black Friday kind of days. Oh uh, no, no, Cal, no, and I quit. 
<laughs> I seriously did. I gave up on this whole Black Friday thing. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, like Sherry said, you know, you can find those things if you're willing to search around any time of the year and get yeah. a good price on things. I, I'm done with the madness. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. It, it, and, and I can tell you a story maybe in the next segment yeah. about how I, we'll talk about that. why I'm uh, why I'm completely done. All right. <laughs> I bet Love it's a to humdinger it. too. <laughs> Was that you. after you bought my present? I just don't know. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back with the crew. Sherry Cam is also with us, Foster Brown here, and we're gonna continue talking about shopping. Welcome, it's the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, and our crew of tech specialists here, including Sherry Cam. Sherry is our uh, social media maven. That will be the title that will hang on you for the time being, Sherry. Good well, to have you in studio. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not just the only one here talking about shopping, though. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. In good company. No, and one of the reasons uh, that we wanted to talk to you about today, and maybe you can help explain something here, uh, is that uh, Facebook opened up something called Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And it was to be kind of a, a contender with uh, Craigslist, I believe. To be a contender with Craigslist, uh, to be a local option for eBay, but I also think it was trying to keep up with the uh, private groups who were doing the selling. Um, And so you have private individuals who would start a group and you had to somehow qualify for these groups, whether it was a demographic or it was uh, geographic. Um, But somehow you qualified for a particular group to be able to sell in. There are metro Detroit uh, areas. There are local city uh, selling groups. Um, Oh, really? mm -hmm, And now there's Marketplace because the the success of these groups as they've been online. No kidding. Yeah. How how do I get to that? Because I'm trying to go to marketplace.com. Facebook.com or Facebook.com forward space marketplace. Is it web-based interface or is it a... The the easiest way to get it is through their app, truthfully, because then you just have the little icon that looks like um, a little shack, right? A little bar shack. (laughs) And then if you just hit that... Yeah. Right, and it comes up. So geographically, it will pull anything up that is in my area. For um, you, the, so the icon. Uh, don't listen to the radio and have <laughs> vision on your radio. She's okay, yes, exactly. holding the I'm radio, holding my phone holding up phone to everyone. Up exactly. <laughs> Sorry about so, that. So just keep an eye on that on that speaker right there. You can see that little icon, and you'll be so, awesome. But seriously, on, on the now, when you look on your phone, and I'm looking on on my laptop, mm-hmm. and I'm not now for Facebook on your laptop. It'll be on the left hand side. Okay. Right, and it should say marketplace. Everybody, click along. under groups or no. a- oh, under apps. Uh, no, it should be interest oh, events. Uh, well, I found pages. the URL. It is facebook.com forward slash fb marketplace. Yeah, fb marketplace. Oh, fb marketplace. Yep. If okay. you want the URL, yeah. So it's uh, do that again, Kevin. First old timers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do that again. It's uh, facebook.com. Right. Forward slash. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Dot com. Forward slash. And then what is it after FB. that? FB. F uh-huh. as in Foster. B <laughs> as in Brown. No. <laughs> You're FB sharp. Marketplace. You are sharp. <laughs> marketplace. So it's only open since October 16th. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It's relatively it's... new. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sherry, please. Where is it on the page again? I got to know. It, it, it's, it's on the left-hand side. Okay. Um, and it's uh, further down than the groups. Okay. It should be. All right. Um, well, I did not even know you had Facebook. <laughs> when did this happen? It says discover groups. Is it in that group? Uh, it, truthfully, I just, you can type in Marketplace you know, we'll, at the top we'll look of. At, oh, yeah, type in Marketplace. Type in Marketplace in the, at the top in the, in the, in the of, the of the blue yep. finder. Because okay. that'll pull it up. And that's well, how I found it. Marketplace, Facebook. Oh, yeah. Nice. So 
it's it's set up and built primarily for sellers. Um, it, it's really quite easy to sell something. Um, but the most important thing, of course, when you sell online is the picture, the visual that I didn't give you when I was trying to describe how to get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but you did a well effort. At it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can, I you know, the Vanna White of, of just showing it doesn't help on the radio. It did for me. I got it exactly right, away. right yeah. across exactly. Um, but I've you know there there are pitfalls always um, because you have to arrange for pickups mm-hmm. and you have to arrange for uh, money exchange. Um, and so a lot of people like the guaranteed money exchanges of, say, PayPal or Google mm-hmm. Pay yes. and things of that yes. sort. Um, and those become essential uh, for any of uh, the vendors or any of the individuals who want to b- sell something. But you can sell anything. I mean, you can sell it almost anything. You can sell a timeshare, right? You could sell mm-hmm. a week. You could sell a car. You can sell a house. You can sell a uh, local business, a, a service of any kind, or you can just have your virtual rummage sale uh, during the wintertime that you Ooh. wouldn't otherwise have because it's too cold outside. No kidding. Oh, yeah. And and, and because this is geographic, uh, people are dealing with people, if you will, in their neighborhood. Locally, essentially. Now, my ge- my geographical circle will also include all the way up uh, as far north as Waterford, not quite Oxford, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit too far north for uh, Detroit, but it will go uh, down to Wyandotte. I mean, it, it does have quite a wide range wow, so you in can, my. So you determine oh, how do you determine that then? It it knows your location. That's oh, the spooky part. But you can also change location. So if I were, say, we were just talking about my daughter who lives in New York. If I wanted to find, say, a rug for her in New York, if I changed my address or changed my zip code, I could look for something that she could go pick up there mm-hmm. and be able to do that. Well, quite similar to on Craigslist, you just pick the right uh, metropolitan area and exactly. then you go search that way as well. Okay, so, yep. the, so the web-based interface on, on Facebook.com forward slash FB Marketplace, that's the place that I would use to create my page and and put my wares on. And the application is oh. where I would then browse and for the geographical location of people that are selling items in my area. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair description? It is. Okay. It is. Now, there are people who have been selling frequently on these private groups. And of course, again, like we say, you had to be approved for these private groups sure. who all of a sudden are getting all these interfaces of oh. offers that they would, they didn't otherwise get. And the question is how or why? It's Marketplace. Because they they established their sale before the marketplace had started, all of a sudden marketplace starts. Now they're pulling buyers from a larger area. Doesn't that uh, entail a certain weakening of the security, though? That is there naturally with a closed group. I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, so you have to either take the location off. Um, and, right, oh. and you can do that in your private group, or you just have to accept the fact that it's it's a it's a public marketplace. Um, but you're also going to start getting messages via messenger from people that you have not approved, and so therein lies oh. you know some of that security risk that you might not have otherwise thought of in advance. And you mm. got to keep looking at that other inbox; they still have one uh, because somebody's message who is not an approved friend. Uh, may be in your other inbox until you actually approve them through Messenger. Other inbox being? Right. We d- we've had the, the inbox conversation uh, in Facebook, right? So you have a way to message people th- via Messenger, oh, yes, yes. right? And uh, and when Messenger went to its own entity that you can use as a standalone now on mm-hmm. your PC, um, they, they, uh, they reinvented the other inbox again uh, that they that Facebook had eliminated. And so you do have to go back there and see if anybody's actually oh made my. an offer or done anything <laughs> again. 
You know, you are actually touching on something that I want to talk about in our second hour. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to stick around for the second hour. Yeah, and sure. That whole issue of of where you get your messages mm-hmm. and how to deal with this proliferation of inboxes is driving me nuts. As a matter of fact, you were a case in point where I was um, talking or, or communicating with you on Messenger, I think it was. It was. It was. And I was in. I was also sending emails, and I wasn't sure whether the emails were getting to you sure. or whether I was dealing with you a Messenger. And Messenger seems to be aggregating a whole bunch of those things together. It does. It does. Um, and if you set it up, you could actually get Messenger to send to your email if that's your preferred method of communication. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Getting back to Mark. Go ahead. Was somebody going to ask him? I heard an, in, an intake of breath here. No, you heard uh, Gary go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> My mic was even off. <laughs> hey, did you have something you were going to say? I was going to say, you better start consolidating how many email addresses you have, Foster. Oh, that's exactly it. I've, got, I'm, I've I lost track. I told that earlier in the week. <laughs> I lost track. I'm, you're right. You're right. You know, when you're, now, when you're on the witness protection program, you need <laughs> so a lot of cover. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been picking them up. And that probably is a good deal of my problem. Problem. Yeah, you, you know, I, after you explained everything about marketplace, it made me even more want to stay with Craigslist because it seemed it seemed simpler using Craigslist. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's like everything else. Once you learn how the process works, it probably will work out. You know, for people who generally want to stay on one one app, if you will, right? They don't want to check their email for this and, yeah, and uh, yeah. their messages from this and, and you know, Messenger from this and then LinkedIn and everything else. I get terribly confused. It like does that. get terribly confusing. Um, if if their preferred, you know, method of communication is Facebook, it's essentially the same. Um, it just need you just have you an You just audience. need to pick one and say, this is going to be the way I talk. You can, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a new way of shopping in just a moment at your local Kroger store if Kroger happens to be one of the uh, grocery stores in your area a huge chain they've got a a brand new process that we're going to talk about called Clicklist and we'll be back to talk about that form of shopping in just a moment Welcome back it's the uh, shop till you drop version of the internet advisor Foster Brown, Ed Verdell Cal Carson and Sherry Cam is in studio with us. Um, I've got to do a little preface to this. Um, I personally did not know about the, and I'm a, I shop quite frequently in the Royal Oak area at our local Kroger store, but I was not aware of the Click It, uh, Clicklist, pardon me, uh, program. And as the well, you as, just wanted to get your steps in, and you can do that around the store. Right? <laughs> that's right, so down every that, aisle. That's exactly it. Yeah. But what happened was, uh, I was um, in the uh, oncology center, and my uh, my oncology nurse was uh, hooking up the the infusion, etc. We were talking about anything, and she said she mentioned Clicklist, and now <clears throat> she was going to after work go and pick up her order. I said, Clicklist, what's Clicklist? And then she told me about it, and all of a sudden it made perfect sense for somebody like herself, who is a professional. She works hard all day long as and a, and a very uh, delicate uh, business as an oncology nurse. She can't make mistakes, <laughs> please heaven. And um, as a result, 
you haven't got the time to make it around the store in many times mm-hmm. to get the things that you want. Or you don't want to drag the kids ah, through ah. all those distractions. That's exactly it. Yeah. And I don't I don't think dragging yeah, the kids around. But I, yeah, yeah, you remember those days? Yeah, I remember them. You know, where the uh, seven-year-old and the nine-year-old decide to have a civil war, <laughs> you know, as you're going down the or red aisle yeah. Yeah. or something <laughs> like that. Well, here to talk about what ClickList is is Rachel Hurst. She's the Consumer Affair Manager for Kroger Company of Michigan. Rachel, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I understand, and uh, Sherry um, uh, Cam, who is our uh, our uh, social media critic who is in the studio with us, was telling me that this is not a new program, Sherry, right? This has been around for a little bit. It, yes, it has. We have um, currently we have about 19 stores in the state, and we'll have close to 30 by the end of December. This began last year, am I right? Yep. Okay. And uh, how has it been going so far? Because in some ways, it sounds like holy mackerel! Now we're ma- we're automating everything and going going to the store. Um, you, it's true. Uh, we, that's been a huge impression from a lot of people. It actually is. Um, it's been a huge success. It's been a huge hit from several different types of customers even. Um, you know, we thought we were going to be reaching out to, you know, just the busy mom or just the busy dad, you know, after work, but we've hit several different types of consumers. Rachel, this is Cal. I got a question for you. So I use ClickList and I, I, you know, I fill it all out and I go to the store and I pick up my order and I get back home and I go like, you know, this piece of fish doesn't seem quite right to me. <laughs> How does that work with ClickList as far as, uh, you know, returning and exchanging, that sort of thing? It's same as any other return. If you were to get home and let's say wife bought something you didn't want or husband bought something wife didn't want, it's the same process. We would return with no hassle. Do I have to come in the store? Or do I just drive up to the door, hand them the fish back, and they give me another fish in its place? Or how does that work? Yeah. What an image. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's a really great question. We would have to go back in the store to the customer service line. Ah. Um, the click list uh, location itself doesn't have um, the process of the return. So I kind of think that this might be a, an advantage for somebody like me who maybe doesn't pick out the best produce much of the time, <laughs> according to my wife, uh, or the best meat, or the best fish, uh, in Cal's uh, example. Um, I'm guessing that your uh, your shoppers try to make sure that there aren't returns, right? So they pick out really good produce. Absolutely. You um, hit the nail on the head. We've actually trained them thoroughly, um, as well as most of our associates, but them in particular, um, they've gone through specific training about how to pick out fresh product, how to pick out the freshest product. Um, In the notes on on ClickList, you can actually list, let's just say you want a ripe banana because you're going to make banana bread. You can Uh list it in there and we're, we're trained and our associates are trained to make sure they're picking out what you're what you're asking for. Um, they, they've gone through specific training to make sure that they pick out the freshest product necessary. Now, Rachel, Which is going to happen anyway because Kroger's going to sell the freshest product anyhow, right? Oh, I love that Absolutely. commercial. Love that commercial. You'll probably, your check is <laughs> in the mail. Is there a watermelon thumping class? <laughs> <laughs> There's not, but I will tell you, I have been practicing the, the skills of picking out a fresh watermelon in the ripest. <laughs> ah, there you go. You're so doing better I, than most I of us. I kind of think I'm just going to stand there in the pro section when I find one of these people that are doing the shopping for somebody <laughs> else around. and just watch what they pick and I'm going to pick <laughs> yeah. one just like it. Could you pick one out for me too while you're picking one? <laughs> okay. Now how do I find out if my local Kroger is participating in this? 
So you go to Kroger.com, and uh, right on the click list, it'd be Kroger.com slash click list. You'll type in your zip code, and the closest door to you will pop up. There'll uh. be five results within your um, zip code that you searched. Yep, one just opened right by me. On yeah. 8 Mile, yeah, on 8 Mile and Harper. So, Ooh. Rachel, do I pay online for my purchase, or do I pay when I drive up? How does that part you, work? You pay at curbside. So you don't have to, you don't pay online. You'll pay at curbside. They'll come out and scan your card right on the spot, or take cash in for you. Oh wow! Now, how do you uh, uh, apply for this? You don't you don't apply. You just go to Kroger.com slash clicklist. Mm-hmm. I highly suggest using it on our Kroger app. It's it's so convenient when your Kroger card is linked up to your app because it shows all of your past history of shopping oh. right in a row. So you can just click in a row of everything that you always purchase. And your first three times are free, and then after that, it's four ninety five um, per per fee. But there will be a few weeks in December where we're waiving all fees for everyone. So stay tuned for that. Oh wow! So Rachel, yeah. it, it, everything in my local Kroger store, I can pick off off the oh. app. So it's only so many SKUs. It's like twenty thousand items, which I will tell you. I I mean, working with the company, I have had yet to have an item not on there that I would purchase. I think he I think he had one in mind. Oh yeah, must. <laughs> well, I can see how dangerous this is. I mean, because if I put my Kroger pass in there and it has the history of all my other purchases, you know, that's that's oh, I loved those and it's something I forgot about. Oh, that'd be interesting. There, you go. there we go. By the way, we're talking with Rachel Hurst, who is the consumer affairs manager for the Kroger Company of Michigan. See, I see that as an exa- you know, just that's that's something I pay extra for because my wife scribbles out what she wants on the shopping list. And it never explains that she wanted the two pound, not the four pound, or she wanted <laughs> no, this. Or it was you the, didn't ask or, the right questions, or Jerry. it was a particular brand. She yeah. just said, "Pick these up." You it's know. on Sherry, the top without, shelf, not the bottom shelf. Yes, yeah, that type of without thing. A, you know sounding sexist, but I mean, you're a mom. You've raised kids. Does this sound feasible for you as as somebody in terms of how you shop? Um, it does and it doesn't. It, it did more so when I my kids were probably much, much younger. Um, and it was always hard because they were the ones trying to pick from the bottom shelf, which, you know, what they could touch, right? Oh, yeah. And not necessarily what it is that we wanted to have in, in the cart Fruit and things loops, like that. Right, exactly. Um, but other than that, you know, it was a great experience for me to take them with me only because I taught them what I wanted. Uh. Now I can teach them online. This is how you can choose. This is what you want to see. This is perhaps what you want in your pantry. You don't always have these 10 items so that no matter what happens, you can always cook something. Uh. Um, and so uh. it does make sense now, too, as, as a teaching tool as well, so that, yes, you can, you can keep yep. that ready. Can, can you imagine in a couple of years? You pay for it. You order online. You pay for it online, and you send your autonomous vehicle to go pick it up and bring it back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop! And the robot, the robot arm comes out with the cash. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was you know, s- and it's we've reached a really um, a really unique consumer as well. And I'll give you a few examples. Um, we work very closely with the paralyzed veterans of um, America mm-hmm. with oh, Michigan. Yeah. And paralyzed veterans who can't get out of their car, anyone that's disabled, uh, families, uh, we work closely with several autism groups. So families with autism, when they can't go into large groups, they can pull right up and not take their kids in. That's interesting. Or um, a woman recently, we did a social media um, 
I guess, a contest online where you enter hashtag one extra hour. Like, what are you doing with your one extra hour? Mm. And the person that won is a woman going through chemo who can't go in a store and get sick. Yes. Who yes. has to shop for her own groceries but doesn't want to go in public. Oh, wow. I can so, re- I relate to that for the first hundred days after a procedure. Now, how about prescriptions? Wow. The prescription, almost all of our stores have drive-through anyway. Oh, that's true. So you don't, have, that's to true. Pick, you don't yeah. have to go in for those usually anyway. There's very, very few left that don't Sharon, have Sharon, did you have something through. you were going to ask or say? Uh, no, no, no. Truth, uh, truthfully, I was going to say maybe, you know, in the in the near future, the drones as well. You know, they could actually <laughs> right. even go pick them up as opposed to just having some business. <laughs> Fly-by. That's right. Not drive-by. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Rachel, what about in regards to the, the fabulous Kroger sale papers? How do they relate in relation to the 20,000 items? And what about seasonal items? They, so there will be some seasonal items that come on our click list. It's usually the, you know, the famous, um, you know, if there's pumpkin, certain pumpkins or certain squashes or those types of things. But um, the right, as regular ad items, they, they are in there. All of the ad items are in within click list. Um, there's... I have yet, I have yet to have heard an item that's in an ad that's not been on ClickList. So that, that all applies, and all of your digital coupons and everything still apply. So the, the only difference is you just don't have to get out of your car, and you, you stay parked, and they come to you. I love it. Ruth, thank you so much for being with us. Ruth Hurst, Consumer Affairs Manager from the Kroger Company. Very good shopping to you, and a happy holidays as well. Thanks so much for being you with as us. Well. Thank you. It's that time of the program again when we say hello to our chief editor of MI Tech News. That's Mr. Mike Brennan. Mike, how are you doing today? Uh, well, I should say I know you're suffering a bit right now, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Uh, I probably shouldn't say anything at this time about <laughs> that game, particularly oh. that last play. Uh, oh, it'll sound like sour grapes, but... Oh, well. Well, oh, well. yeah. I'll just see. I don't want to say anything because I know this is radio, but <laughs> yeah, we were screwed, you know. So. <laughs> We've been had. We've been had. Mike yeah. is referring to the Ohio State Michigan game. It came out to a. Uh, was it. You said it's not a double overtime. It was. Um, yeah, no, it was sec- two overtime. Yeah, two overtime. Yeah, it was double. So. Yeah. What, a, what a game it was. Down to the wire and down in Columbus as well. Ah, uh, well. Well, Mike, Homer, we're here. Home, home cooking, you know? Okay, we'll move on. Bonus for the refs. All right, uh, we're talking, however, about headlines from MI Tech News, which is a, a weekly feature that you can have delivered to your computer, and it gives you some of the key headlines of what's going on in technology and entrepreneurship in our fair state of Michigan and around the world as well. Mike, let's talk about some of the headlines you got there this week. One's about the Pinckney schools becoming the state's first high school cyber hub. Yeah, the uh, the Merit Networks has had the cyber range now for um, several years. I'm not sure how many, three or four. It was the governor's idea, and they've now gradually established hubs. They have one up in Auburn Hills, I believe, uh, at Macomb Community College or up there there's one. But this is the first one that's been established at a high school in the state. And what it allow kids to do, 
uh, and, and kids, well, actually anybody that, that can go in there, IT professionals, you can train as if you're on the Internet to defend against the bad guys, but you're not actually on the Internet, but it ah. seems like you are. You know? Oh, I like you that, have, yeah. You have, everything is simulated, uh, so you, it's just real life, except you're not hooked up to the Internet. And that's really cool. That's in Pinckney, so it has the advantage of taking the traffic coming from Lansing and uh, down from the... Flint and uh, Bay City, I mean, from all over the place, it's kind of in a neat uh, central location to be available for people who want to try out that uh, that particular kind of a deadly sandbox. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's the capture the flag kind of thing where yeah. red team, blue team, they attack right. each other and all right. that jazz. But, I mean, you got to learn that stuff because that's the real world now. I want to talk about a couple other headlines here, then quickly get to uh, talking to you as a journalist about some of this fake news. We didn't get to talk with you last weekend, but uh, two of the other headlines I saw on there were groundbreaking. It has been held for an autonomous vehicle testing, training, and R&D center. Yeah, the old uh, Willow Run plant that used to, well, used to a long time ago make B-24 bombers. Ford made them uh, there, I think it was, and uh, cranked them out at one an hour. It was fabulous production, mile-long factory. Well, there's only a little bit of it left, and, and part of it is owned now by the Yankee Air Museum. But uh, the, the, the 335 acres that are vacant land are going to be made this uh, into a, a test facility for autonomous vehicles. It'll be a much bigger extension of what's already going on in Ann Arbor at M-City, which is about 30 acres or so. So this will be 10 times the size. Wow. And there's also this competition that the U.S. Department of Transportation just put out to have a different folks, or different areas, I should say, bid to become a federal sanctioned agency, and I know that Willow Run and, th- and those folks there are going to be going after that that federal sanction. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, one, one final headline I saw, there was a healthy Michigan likely to see changes not ending. In other words, we are healthier? Well, no. What it is is that it's related to Obamacare. The uh, And uh, as we oh, know, the new president say. is not a big fan of that, right? Yes. So, uh, but there's going to be some modifications made. What may happen is they may instead, uh, is what I'm hearing and other people are hearing, is he's more interested in giving states block grants to, you know, states' rights so they can administer them how they want. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. So the 600,000 people that are on that right now, most of whom are very poor and otherwise couldn't afford insurance, most likely are going to be able to keep that insurance. But again, he hasn't been sworn in. We don't know what he's going to do yeah. next right now. It's kind of speculation. Well, you have touched on something that I wanted to talk with you about last week and missed the chance, and that is uh, as an old newsman. <laughs> All right, I shouldn't say old that way. No, but actually, you've been around yeah, old newsman. So, uh... <laughs> what is your, when you hear you were talking about the new, the uh, president-elect uh, Donald Trump, you're also talking about uh, some of the headlines out there. How do you sift, as a, as a seasoned journalist, how do you sift the news to make sure you're getting as close as you can to the truth and not being you know, fooled by these fake news sites? Well, number one, I do social media. I go, actually, I will click on the link and go to the site and make sure it's a legitimate news site. Um, I don't pick up news from any non-journalistic organization. Now, what does that mean? Uh, when you say non-journalistic, Mike? Well, like the Chicago Tribune, like the Detroit Free Press, Detroit News, right. uh, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. If I'm going to pick something up, I know it's coming from people who are trained journalists 
who don't have an axe to grind, who have vetted their news, and I encourage everybody out there to do that and not just click on a link that because it may reflect your own particular opinion because that link may not be accurate information. It could be non-news propaganda, as it were. And apparently, although uh, you know, folks at Facebook don't think they had much to do with that, I think that had a big factor uh, in the elections because there was all this fake news being distributed via Facebook primarily, and Zuckerberg needs to get on top of that, and he's talked about doing that. Now let's see if he's going to follow through and actually do it. Well, how would he do that? I mean, you talked about before uh, journalistic kind of efforts. Editors are involved, and they're the ones who will put your feet to the fire as a journalist and say, all right, what were your sources for this? You know, right. show me who That's- said that, show me when they said that, et cetera. And, and when I was in the newspaper business, uh, we couldn't publish anything sourced unless we had two independent sources who didn't know each other, uh, so that we could that we knew it just wasn't hearsay. Uh, it's just basic journalism one on one. So, but I mean, right now, for instance, if I want to take one of my stories and and promote it on Facebook, mm-hmm. the Facebook team vets that story to make sure it complies with their standards before they let me go ahead and boost it, as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't see why they have this very large team where they couldn't do the same thing. Go, you know, always kind of monitor. I mean, you've got the algorithms that you can use that are quite simple that you can tell when news or these fake stories are being published. Okay. They just have to employ those you know, and move beyond the fact that all they really want to do is build up all these right. connections and people clicking right, and LinkedIn. ads and all that. They have to they have to move beyond just being an advertising source. They have to move into being a news source, <clears throat> and they haven't showed any evidence of doing that yet. Yeah, hang on a second. Does, does, Shuri, you had a comment on, on this? Well, I do. Um, and in watching very, very closely a rather local and contested uh, election, um, there were... Advertise, advertisements. They were they were uh, personal opinions promoted, if you will, purchased with their campaign money, and it did elevate it to a promoted site, and it did appear as though it were fact, as opposed to just being something that was of their opinion. So, as a consumer, yeah. it is very difficult to verify. That's exactly um, it. Yeah. And so, I know that they have a couple of apps out there that are used to quote unquote verify. Uh, whether or not it's an actual source. I wonder if we'll ever get away from needing editors because the, for all the algorithms, the algorithms that are on there, nothing beats having a human stepping in and saying, show me your sources. Has to be show an ethical that. question and they have to answer it, yeah. Yep, exactly. Mike, we've run out of time, but this is a conversation I'd love to have a longer one with you. Mike Brennan, MITechnews.com is the source and you can get that simply by going to MITechnews.com or internetadvisor.net and signing up free for nothing. It's great news to get the news with Mike Brennan. Thanks, Mike. Take care and have a great weekend. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. we got a second half of this program to go, and I think it's going to be even more interesting than the first one. Sherry's going to talk about helping us to sort through all of those message apps and find one we can consolidate all of our messages in. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to mitechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan.
If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now, welcome to hour number two of the Internet Advisor. I'm Foster Brown, your host and co-host of the program and producer here. We've got everybody in studio, Gary, Ed, Kel, and Sherry Cam is with us, who is our new social media expert. We'll be talking in this hour about, uh, oh, a special app that uh, AT&T has for tracking Santa. <laughs> if you're a subscriber to UVerse, you're going to get to watch the big red man round the corner and down your chimney. Welcome back. It's hour number two of the Internet Advisor. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Sherry Camp has proved to be a, a worthy challenge to the rascals that normally gather in this studio here. Sherry is our new... Sherry, thank you very much for being with us, by the way. Uncle Foster, <laughs> she's nice. Can we keep her? <laughs> Only if she says she will come up play. <laughs> I play well in the sandbox. That it's a she good does. Thing. That's right. Sherry is a PR director at CAM Consulting Services and also the person who's helping us to get our hands around, understand the ins and outs of social media. We talked about um, Marketplace on Facebook in our first hour and getting involved in that. This hour, we're going to talk in just a little bit about um, sorting out the whole business of messages. How do we get our messages? How do we sort them out? And uh, we'll do that in just a little bit. But Cal and Ed, one of the things we want to let people know right off the bat is we've had to fix our website. Now, when you go to hit the contact us button, you actually will get in contact with us, right, Ed? It's better when you turn the mic on. It <laughs> it's always on. better that way in radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the contact now works. Yep, thanks Lo- to you and, and my granddaughter, Logan Standifer, who uh, worked behind the scenes. We've got it back up now so that when you hit the contact button, it will bring up the form that you can put your questions for Ed or Cal, Gary or myself, or Sherry for that matter. Um, it, it, the questions will go in the box there, and when you press the button to send to us, it gets to us. Yeah. Actually, we intentionally broke it during the Windows 10 uh, migration. <laughs> yeah. But now that most of that is uh, yeah. done with and people aren't complaining so much. Well, yeah, we're going to re-enable it. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's I, there. I've got to believe that Ed was the one that was going like, so what are you going to do, Logan, to fix this? <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget your Mac questions, too, because Cal is our oh, Mac yes, expert. that is it. Will that Maybe actually I... work on its site? Yeah. <laughs> With Safari, yes, and Google okay, Chrome. Great. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, matter of fact, before the show, you were helping Foster do uh, discover uh, what the just some of the diagnostics on PowerUp you can initiate. That's right. We were trying Mac. to trying to boot a Mac into recovery mode, and uh, after uh, thinking about it for a little while, uh, <laughs> it is holding down the command key and the R is in Robert key while powering on the machine, and it'll put you into recovery mode. And he's currently uh, cleaning up his hard drive right now yep, using that tool. And it did and, it. And it I have to. I have. Three broken Macs at home that oh, I've been boy. asked to fix, and I have fixed two of them. And my son now is a primarily a Mac user. Hmm. So, um, how did that happen? Well, because he's doing video editing. Ah, he's okay. doing into video productions with a. So he's going to have a double major mm-hmm. of creative writing and, and video. So he, he just it was a natural transition. Although when you go to college, they say, "Well, you can use a PC or a Mac." You know, as soon as you get there, what do they have? Everything's a Mac. So mm-hmm. you know, he should have spent his thousand dollars on a Mac instead. Oh, of, you know, Sherry, how about that? You know, you've got a, a daughter in college in, in New York, and yourself. What do you use? Uh, well, my daughter uses Surface uh, actually, okay. and she really likes it because she likes the. Op- 
options of being able to go to the screen itself. Um, well, she's an artist as well, right? She is an artist and she, uh, you know, for personal art, uh, but she's also uh, programming for websites. And so she really does want the, the full experience of being able to do both uh, right from her, you know, her computer. And that's a good question. Now, do it, does the Surface or the newest Surface provide tactile feedback or uh, HEPIC Haptic. Haptic feedback like Android phones and the iPhones? Uh, I, I, I've never thought to ask Carrie. Yeah, it, it actually does. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, you can't unlog it with your thumb. You know, I mean, you do actually have to put the password in and, and, and things right. of that sort. Uh, but essentially, yes, you can you can do anything tactile-wise. Um, she sometimes uses finger and sometimes uses stylus. It just depends on what it is that she's trying to accomplish. Okay. Mm, okay. Now, I wish Mac would come up with a touch. I not really do. Ha- it's because not going to happen. It's not going to happen? They did research on it, and, and they have found that it just is not productive to have a touch screen on a laptop or a desktop moving back and forth like that. And they've decided yeah, but they're not going to go there. Yeah, Microsoft is really going after him with his most recent publicity about, uh, you, know, oh, you know, I can't do that with a Mac and so artist I, touching well, the screen. Well, if you so get I an should, iPad Pro, you can't. So I should not get an iPad Pro? Because that's touch screen, and no. I use a I use a keyboard with it. Because an iPad is an iPad, and a Mac is a Mac. And never the twain shall meet. <laughs> <laughs> They're two different types of tools. But I oh, have a keyboard. Oh man, if you go to iPad Pro, and, if I have a and, keyboard with it, I, I'm glad I was going to go to an iPad Pro and and use it as my personal computer. But you're telling me I shouldn't. Well, see, no, 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 no. Because I use my Surface as a personal computer, and it works wonderful. Now, at one point, the iPad was known as a consumption device and not a creation That's device. True. That's and, true. And it's actually uh, uh, both now. So With The iPad Pro? Yes. The Pro definitely So they're going to take away the touchscreen then on that? No, 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 that's not a Mac. It's so not I, I would never say never on getting a touchscreen on a MacBook Pro. <laughs> oh, I love Gary. You know, <laughs> for you know, for three thousand dollars, you could throw a two hundred dollar touchscreen on there, right? So you you could really overcharge people <laughs> and put a touchscreen on there, or you could just do the more prudent thing: go buy yourself a Surface and enjoy that experience mm-hmm. for what it is. Or you can get a Mac and an iPad. And then really go to town. Yes, you could do that too. Okay, okay. I, I, just, I, did, I didn't want to start the, this. And I then really put the didn't. iPad in front of the screen on the Mac. <laughs> well, the <laughs> iPad as well. Wait a minute. No, the iPad Pro was supposed, to, in some ways, wasn't it, to have solved this little, you know, uh, Twix battle between you know the crunchy and the chocolate. I really don't think so. The iPad really? Pro was created to do what it does. And it just happens to have a touch screen because it's a iPad, and it works like a PC because it's got more power than an iPad, mm. but it a regular also has iPad. A keyboard. Yes, it does have a keyboard yes, because yeah, it is a pro, and pros demand that. Uh, oh my! Uh, now, no, what is the wireless technology you can Sherry. use? AirPlay. So, if you're a pro, the boys are fighting. A, if you're a That's pro, a you don't want a Mac. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I have a solution. You can use your MacBook. You can use your iPad. And then you can control your Mac and do touch that way using AirPlay. You there can you go. do anything you want. And on that note, we are going to pause for just a moment and come back with somebody who is like quite as bellicose. Welcome back <laughs> to the sandbox. They're still they're still tussling. <laughs> Foster Brown, the guys, and Sherry. Sherry Cam. It's a dog fight. They oh, all, dog fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry, let's see a if we can dog. have a little more sedate conversation. But actually, it's about oh. something that is driving me absolutely Wait, batty. Wait, did you bring her in here as a ringer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be nice. Just by comparison. 
uh, we're, uh, in all seriousness, you know, we were talking before uh, the program about getting in touch with you. Mm-hmm. I had, I think, sent you an email, and then I noticed that you were popping up on my iPhone in Message. Yes. Which yes. is the Facebook app. Correct. Okay. Yep. Do you use Message then as your primary no. messaging app? No. Well, if if I am going to be direct messaging, then yes. Um, only because it's a, it can be a standalone uh, program on your uh, PC screen, or it can actually be within the app itself of the of Facebook. So it can it can work both ways. But I can get a push message or push notification on my phone via uh, Facebook for Messenger. Um, and so I know when somebody's trying to get a hold of me. So this is what I'm trying to figure out um, with all the different ways. And Cal. This is one of the things that it kind of drives me batty in some ways about the Mac products is that um, you have uh, messages on the Mac, okay? And I have that on my MacBook. I have that also showing up on my iPhone. But I noticed that, for instance, um, it doesn't, one doesn't keep up with the other. So I'll have a message that, for instance, comes in on my MacBook, and I'll respond on there. That same message will be on my iPhone, but it won't show the response. Or, for instance, I'll delete it on the MacBook. It's still on my iPhone. So, it's, it's in other words, what I'm looking for is one kind of messaging hub that will, I can answer somebody in from many different kinds of sources, and but will show up across all my devices. Is that a fantasy? I think Office 365. I, yeah, Office, Office 365. 365 will do it. So I use the iCloud because I use um, my iPhone, and I have the same problem. But when I use Office 365, it, it syncs all the way around. It's just oh. Messenger, too. And yep. Messenger does yep. the same. Yep. yep, so both of them sync real well. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So is, is that how to solve this problem of having all these different ways? You can email somebody. I can email Ed, and we were just talking about it coming over in the car, try to send him some information and. That was followed. I'm sure there. you'll find a way of breaking it, Foster. No, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> because you're right. You're absolutely right. But um, is there a way, uh, is there a, of of consolidating these messages? So you know, you want to set efficient? it, and then it just keeps on working. That's all you're looking for. That's exactly it. I just want something that I can that will catch the messages that yes. are coming in. Like if it's an email message, you'll get a notice somehow, Sherry, that it's, it's an email message that's being sent to you. Correct, correct. Um, although you have, to, you have to accept the push. I mean, you have to accept the, the notifications. And so it, depending on how many emails you get, which I assume are in the thousands per day, <laughs> um, you might not want a thousand notifications Every oh, day, I gotcha. okay. right? So it, it does depend on what kind of a notification system and what kind of battery use you, you get out of your device. Um, and so if you, you want to train yourself to go to your email system three times a day, you might be able to catch them all, and that way you don't have to worry about the push or the, the message that comes through. Um, but there are people who just want to get a hold of you and that I will get a message through three different devices yeah. so that they catch me no matter where it is I am. Oh, I see, I see. Right, because if you're in messages, you're actually talking about data. Um, if you're in messenger, you're actually talking about Wi-Fi. So it depends on whether or not you have a, a, a signal, too. 
Back up then. So messages is the Facebook. No, no. Mes- messages is is whatever you use as your texting uh, messages, right? Okay. And so you use Office three sixty five. Um, other people just use whatever comes with their system, right? There's always some sort yeah. of message uh, portion of your of your phone, um, and that is usually part of your data plan. But if you go through Messenger, what it which used to be Facebook and is now standalone, okay. it needs Wi Fi in order to be updated and or synchronized. Okay. Kel, what do you use to uh, keep in touch? Well, it depends. See, because what I'm listening to you guys to talk, you're mixing messaging, which is text messaging and that sort of thing, and email, which is email. And so if I need immediate response and I'm trying to get to someone immediately, then I'm doing texting. But I don't want my texting to go to my email because... If it's something that requires a quicker response, I don't want it sending in my email because I don't check it as often as I check my text. So what do you use then for the texting? Right. I think, I think that I, makes I, a lot of sense. I use what's on, what, on whatever device that I'm using at that particular time. If I'm on my phone, I just use messages. And, and email then would be for more complicated uh, messages, maybe having um, um, something you're attaching? Uh, for attachments for more detailed information, for information request or delivering that doesn't that isn't uh, high time specific, that sort of thing. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of stuff that I do, I do through email. I do more than I do through messaging because first thing, I find messaging kind of intrusive in my day. And so if someone sends me a message, it better be darn important. Hmm. Sure, are you going to say something? Oh, and I would actually even add to that if you have multiple recipients um, as well, because I will say with messages uh, with multiple <laughs> recipients, uh, constantly getting that ping back and forth oh, is all those such group, an All of those yes. messages, yes. absolutely awful. Yes. Why do you have to say, okay, I don't understand, <laughs> or ha-ha, it's two in the morning. <laughs> or send me a silly emoticon or some picture. I just, oh, God, it, I can just burn my phone every time that starts. And I got one group that does that. Well, Luckily, you know, I don't have any more that are doing it. And one of the things we run as providing executive support is our executives receive um, a thousand emails a day. Yeah. They sure. have... Probably 30 calendar event notifications every day, if Ugh. not more, because there's, oh, it's just awful. So one of the problems we run into is the their their phones last probably four to six hours because they receive so many notifications. They're on the phone constantly, either voice or email, that a lot of times if we just turn off notifications, uh, those sound uh. events or change the type of notification they have from the vibrate to the vibrate sound and stuff like that, that'll increase their battery life and give them that eight to 10 hours. Oh. And when we're talking about people that use their phone a lot, okay? Yeah, yeah and, well, it and becomes their, their computer that they're holding around with them. Uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and w- when it drops to four hours usage and they're constantly plugging in and the darn thing's only three months old, and I'm talking iPhone or Samsung S6, they're only getting four because of the notifications. Uh, that's it's what's awful. happening. Well, that's one of the things. Well, I know that's, I'm, I'm experiencing yeah. some of that, and that probably is because of their notifications. <laughs> Gary, when you said you use Office 365, what do you mean when you say that? Well, it'll take in, and because it's everything is in the cloud, then you have to get onto the cloud to, um, to use it, and you use it there. So it's a... In a lot of respects, it's a lot like uh, any other cloud-based email system that you can access from anywhere. Is there a message uh, program on? Uh... So when, so I agree with Cal on the messages. You'd never want to um, combine or confuse messages with email. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have the ability. They do, but they keep them separate. Yeah, but you just disable that ability. I do not want to receive my text messages in my Outlook. Right. No, I thank you. I don't either. Right. But that, the, unless, uh, the, it unless exists. it's my son who's sending them because he sends photos in text messages, and then I can, when I go to transfer them onto <clears throat> a bigger screen because they've been degraded so much in order to get into the text message that they don't blow up very well. So <laughs> I continue. I, I want to save this one. Send it to me via email. No, Dad, because you'll save it. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, you have to maintain a separation between church and state. It's just important. Yeah. And, and both of those are for two different uses. Okay. Uh, although the younger generation don't understand it at all. They don't know what to do yeah. with email at all. And they send everything that, via You know, text. you're right on that. Am I, are we being crocodiles here Sherry, are we well, being... I'm not just being a grumpy old man. I know no. what I'm talking no. about. This grumpy one. I th- yeah, and I think for those of us who really consume a lot of information and try to to pull it all together, email is ideal. And so some who are still in journalism or uh, information gathering, use it. Otherwise, no, because every app under the sun has their own messaging system. And so whatever it is, Instagram, they prefer Snapchat. They send it via those particular mechanisms. Yeah. And they think that that's the only way that they're ever we're going to have to communicate. Hmm. Back to trying to learn how to communicate effectively. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor. By the way, um, I promised uh, the dear lady who is my um, oncology nurse that I would mention something that's going to be happening if you happen to be in uh, the Ferndale area in December. Uh, let's see, December the 10th at 9 p.m. at the Elks Lodge. It's going to be a concert that's absolutely free. She's part of a group called Nikki Holly, Nikki Holland and the Dirty Elizabeths. <laughs> They're going to be playing American music in the uh, Elks Lodge again in Ferndale at 9 o'clock at night. That's going to be December the 10th. And uh, thank you, Jeannie, for all you do for us uh, in the clinic there. So she, that she does a little backup singing in this group. It's called uh, Nikki Holland and the Dirty Elizabeths playing American music December the 10th at the Elks Lodge in Ferndale, and 9 p.m. Sounds like they must Free be admission. having a lot of fun. Right? I think <laughs> they do. I think they do. They have a load of fun. It's absolutely free. Just come and have a good time there. Uh, you can't beat the price. We've been talking about um, effective communication in some ways, I think, in, in our conversation here. Sherry Cam and the rest of the guys who are here. And I know that a lot of the people who listen to this are um, not your millennials, um, uh, not Gen Xs. You know, they're going to be a little bit older, and they're trying to figure this all out. And it's like, gee, I just got into email. Um, How do you help somebody who is a little bit older, let's say, cope with the flood of information that seems to come at you like a blizzard? Well, when I when I talk to and let's just use my mom as an example, right? Because she she does a lot of international traveling, and uh, I tend to communicate with her on whatever avenue she takes as a comfort level. So for her, and again, it is that lengthy conversation. If she really needs to get it out to all of us kids, she will send an email. However, she's also learned from us in responding. If she needs an answer real quick, she'll message us, mm-hmm. uh, either text or, or messenger. And and you can see when people are online. So if she sees that you're online, she quick shoots out a, a message and we can respond back and forth. And it's almost like having a conversation. So I, I, I'll, once in a while, I'll be sitting in my office at home and uh, I'll get 
a text message from my wife. And I go, where are you? She goes, in the living room. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I get up and I look around the corner and she's sitting there. You know, it's like, yeah, okay. You know, but she wants to make sure that I got it, that yep. I heard it, right. that it's evident there that it, you know I can't use selective hearing, and I will pick up whatever. We, there's, yeah. evidence. there's evidence again. That's right. There's evidence that you have gotten that message. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> we have that kind of situation. We live in an apartment building, so one of us could be up on the sixth floor, and the other person would be downstairs, and uh, or and you just need. Don't forget to get this at the store. That'll be a text message. Certainly, you, you know we've learned to use that. Yeah. My rule is: once you're out of hollering range, then you can use text messaging. But if you're within the house and you can't go, hey, get some milk, <laughs> you know, don't text me. Really, I mean, it. it, it are we got to that point where it's so darn lazy we can't stick our head around the door and say, hey, by the way. Yep. And, and a human interaction thing, we're losing it. We're losing it with every text message that we send. And you presume my wife wants to communicate with you. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to talk to me. She rather. took a chance and married you. I mean, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> you know. It, Ed, what she, were you going to say? I saw you. We, we've had 26 years of wonderful bliss. And, and then we met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what were you going to say? No, I, I can relate to all of this. Um, my, my wife was anti-technology for the longest time. She did not understand why why you would want to co-workers when she worked at a, um, a fostering facility, why, why they couldn't walk upstairs and talk to her and why they would want to text. Mm. Well, now she gets it, you know, that... We're lazy, <laughs> basically. No, we're not lazy. It's it's not really not worth going up there, but it's like, hey, this is happening. You know, it's really not worth going upstairs, but, you know, you might, I thought you might want to know. And to further address your question, Foster, you said, how do you handle the flood yes. of all this information? Yes. I think it's more incumbent upon you as a person to control your flood. You can say to people, look, you want to get in contact with me. This is the way you get me. This is the way you get me. This is the way you get me. Don't let them tell you, oh, you have to be on Facebook. Oh, you have to be on Instagram. Oh, you have to be on... You don't have to do anything. You can just say, hey, this is the way I communicate. Call me here. This is the way I communicate. Email me here. Yep. Or that sort of but, thing. Uh, you don't see, have to succumb. No. Say, but the Foster has... 30 years of technology and email addresses behind him, almost, right? <laughs> yes. Well, 25 years or so. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and he hasn't given up a single one of them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? You, you know that- Except Netscape. That, that, Frost, that Foster Brown, that Prodigy.net is just not going to work. <laughs> Actually, he still does have that. I can believe it. <laughs> Listen, my Hotmail account is still Foster Brown at Hotmail. <laughs> and so yeah. you can know it was an early account. Um, but really, you'll, you'll have- you, there, it come a point, there comes a point where to be able to manage that, you may have to just trim some of that down. and say, put, Or maybe even put email forwarding on some of those other less frequent email boxes, send them to your more main, mm. your primary one. Mm. That's Which one is way what of I doing recommend, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, can't Gmail act as an aggregate or Yahoo Mail act as an aggregate for all the others, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So okay. tell me, tell us what you mean by that when you say that. Yeah, well, you can configure that. Gmail, and you provide it the the your user account and passwords for Yahoo Mail, Prodigy.net, Hot. Hotmail, <laughs> and and Comcast, and, and, and all your mail will come to that single email address. Okay. 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 Your Charter.net, or which your, makes it easier then to and manage. And you can tell it how frequently to go in and check it too. Yes. Yeah. So it now, could be daily, or it could be hourly. It does anybody else on... find themselves being ruled by their email? 
Or by the notifications? It depends on whether or not I'm running an event or if uh, it is that I'm just waiting for the Daily Mail. So You yes. said something earlier, uh, Sherry, that I think is important in this, and that is, and, and Cal, you had also averred to it, the notice, uh, you can control how often uh, an app notifies you and how it notifies you mm-hmm. of mail coming into it or information coming into it, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. If, and with the iPhone, you go back to notifications, am I right, in settings? You can do it in notifications. You can do it also in general settings under general, mail as okay. well if you want to control how the email comes in, how often, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm finding uh, I'm just terribly easily distracted that what's driving me nuts nowadays is that I think, you know, I don't have a sound necessarily that's coming, but I'll be working on something and all of a sudden... Um, the 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 notice comes the um, the banner yes flies down in front of the email that I'm looking at or yep. whatever I'm trying to look at it's like get out of here and I'm having to flip it out of there but that's my fault because I could really go into notifications yes. and say don't get in my face when I'm on it's the preview screen that's right yes yep. Yep. that's yep. it when I'm yep. gaming would you stop yeah <laughs> 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 I'm playing World of Warcraft here or whatever, uh, oh, whatever <laughs> yeah exactly so and sometimes in that case and I'm certain it's in my case is that yeah, I'm my own worst enemy because I'm not limiting the amount of distraction that's coming into my life. And I have the ability to do that with this. You rule the technology. You don't let the technology rule you. But there's something sneaky about that. For instance, that the, you, you, if you uh, install something new, I just had it with uh, Google Maps. I reinstalled them in there. And there's a little pop-up because it says, do you want us to notify you about this? Do you want us to notify this way? Do you want to... And, it, and a bunch of things come flying up and you kind of... I, I'll be honest. I sometimes just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of my face. My rule has always been, I'll turn it on when I need it, otherwise it stays off. Hmm. And then that way, that and, way you don't have things popping at you all every five seconds. And That's that works real well, uh, especially when you're talking about location, uh, you know, for each of the apps that wants to keep turning on no, no, your your location, location for services. each, yeah, location services for each of the apps. Um, it is a good idea to opt out unless you need it. Well, and, and you said it battery, also... Um, you know, from running down this much. That's, That's what you were saying, Ed, is it chews up your battery. Yeah, it does. Because it's sitting there all the time saying, okay, where am I? Okay, I'm here. Okay, where am I? I'm here. Okay, where am I? I'm here. And then when the other application comes by, it says, where are they? Oh, they're right here. Okay, fine. And where am I now? Okay, I'm here. I'm right. And then you move three feet and it you know, checks again. Oh, another cell tower. So yeah, it, that eats up resources. Yeah. You're driving by a Taco Bell. Last week at this time, you did too. Would you like to stop? Yes. <laughs> it's not subliminal anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, we've got... We've got parents in here who, uh, you know, uh, are, are raising kids, have raised kids. Uh, how do you teach that art of conversation to kids again? You insist on it. You actually have to, and, and you start with leading by example, and that you don't have your phone at the dinner table, and that you have that conversation, and that you actually ask, and you and you expect a response, and you wait until you get it um, at that point, and you don't allow for just the one-word answer. You actually have to have that conversation, and then probe a little bit deeper and find out what that means, and what, how does that make mm. you feel, because those are the, those are the elements that are lost, uh, and those are the elements that are stored, and if you store too many of them... <laughs> then they spill over, uh, which is very unfortunate for a lot of people because impulse control is, is real tough when they're younger. <laughs> yeah. so, and when you're older. And when you're older, that's true. <laughs> Example that's true. here in studio recently. Oh, right, oh, yeah. right, How right. many people at Thanksgiving dinner were, were noticed how many of the younger generation 
were sitting there at the Thanksgiving table with their phones out. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they ours. weren't looking up turkey <laughs> recipes. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> That's true. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Kel, I want you to help me with my shopping list. I have an opportunity to I get a brand money new so Mac easily. device, and I want to run down some of the hows, some of the do's and don'ts, and feel free to pitch in. Just before we get to uh, my shopping list, I want to thank the folks behind the glass. That includes Logan Stanford, who's our producer behind there. Thank you very much for answering the phones and keeping us organized. And Rich Lusinski, thank you so much, sir, for all the work that he does as our engineer during the program and then uh, editing the program and cleaning it up for us. As uh, By the way, the podcasts will be available. I said this online, and if it's enough, I'm not going to promise Sunday night because Sunday night just doesn't work. It ends up being like 3 o'clock in the morning on Monday morning. So Mondays is when we're going to be making the podcast of the program available for your download. And then we'll be at internetadvisor.net. Uh, quickly, before we uh, get anywhere else, I want to remind, I want to share something with you. If you are an AT&T user, an AT&T Uverse TV customer, um, or you are a customer of Direct TV, you now can get a special Santa Tracker app that is just part of the service there. And uh, yeah, Sherry, you reminded me before that I think uh, NORAD is doing this, or has been doing it for quite a while, but this is something that is now part of the uh, uh, AT&T bundle when you're a Uverse customer or when you're a DirecTV user as well. Well, I'd be curious to see what the difference is. I'm, mm. We've been a, a, a consumer of the NORAD Santa Tracker for years, um, and it always comes up with uh, photos of each of the cities that Santa is is visiting mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of trivia for each of those sites. And so it's, it's Google maps what what was what google earth no, gone yeah, yeah, yeah. a little crazy uh, <laughs> but for but for santa purposes right and so it it was great to have it ge- geographically the kids to watch and go through um svalbard right and to figure out exactly where that was and so oh, it was, a, it was a fun thing to to see my, well, my guess is that you'll probably see a little blue globe now and a couple of, <laughs> and maybe 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 an occasional advertisement but not many <laughs> oh yeah yeah right across you know santa's belt or something oh, right yeah. big neon signs yeah. yes little, little at&t phone the- sticking out of his pack <laughs> that's right yeah you know that's well it's thing. available the app it's an app apparently that's available at no extra cost uh has a lot of fun things involved in it like live tracking of santa's location on christmas eve with his current location and next location and number of presents delivered, videos of major locations, and uh, Santa's arrival, countdown calendars to Christmas, holiday-themed games, karaoke sing-alongs, uh, tumble book read-alongs, uh, Rudolph the Radio, a uh, Rudolph Radio featuring holiday music. That's on UVerse only. Oh, there's a lot of fun things. Oh, holiday, whole holiday movie traders. All part of this if you happen to be a customer of AT&T UVerse and Direct TV. Look for that uh, as a bill. Now, Kale, I want you to help me. I am, this this time, it's now uh, six years down since I got my last uh, Mac book. Wait a minute, you got six years out of a, out of a computer? <laughs> it must not be a Windows computer. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Ed said once the same thing. I put a, I put a, a solid-state uh, drive in it. This is uh, true. A couple, of, a couple of years ago. In any case, um, this was a 2011, 2012 version of the MacBook Pro. Still has the uh, the drive on the DVD drive on it. 
I want to move up something new. I have a company that I work with that is offering to barter my services for them doing things like podcasts, et cetera, for a new device. And so I want to go with you. We can do it. We can start doing it today and maybe do it as we go along, heading uh, uh, a little closer to Christmas. What are some things I need to, to ask in terms of the device that I'm looking for and um, uh, coming up as a replacement for this? Well, you know, and if, by the way, finances in this particular case are not really that critical. I don't want to spend, you know, outlandish sum of money, but it it's a little easier for me because it's going to be a barter arrangement. Well, since you're going to be going with another Mac, correct? Yes. Then I would probably say, okay, uh, one easy way to start off with is to walk into the store and say, you know something, this is the MacBook Pro that I have. Mm. And then also say, these are the things that I do with that MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. What do you have now? that I can move up into, uh, and I want to start from an entry level uh, that I can replace this machine with and tell me the, the things about it and why I would want to go in that direction. You won't have to worry about whether you're going to get an SSD drive or not. That's going to be in That's there. in it, period. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to have to increase memory. It's going to have more mm-hmm. memory automatically. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have to worry about whether or not it's going to have a sharper screen on it. Already there in six years, a lot of things have changed. Oh, yeah. So therefore... You're in the position where, except for going in and buying too much computer, you can walk in and buy any computer and probably be light years better off than what you are right now, sure. only because of the pure time and the advances in technology. Do you buy for the future? I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, you always, feel the you, Go ahead. You always buy accommodating for growth. How do you do that? How do you accommodate for growth? You know, it wouldn't, heaven help us, it's changing so fast. Well, because <laughs> every time that we've move forward in the technology business, it's always gotten better, but it's always required something more and something, either a more powerful processor, mm. it usually uh, uh, requires more memory, usually requires more hard drive space. Mm. So those things you know are going to be coming automatically. So I would either get a machine with more memory than standard in it. Right now, my standard is eight. Yeah. For anything okay. on a base one. So if I could afford it, I'd go 16 on 16 gig. Uh, but I'd also want to make sure that machine could accommodate more memory as well if I can't buy it right now. Hmm. Um, how about how about processing speed? I'm just curious because often, you know, the, the dif- price differential, um, I'm thinking Ed is going like from the i3 to the i5 to the i7. And I thought they only offered the i7 for the MacBook is it, Pro. It's, so you don't even have to consider that, right, Cal? On the MacBook Pros, I believe they only come in i7s, and I don't think they come in i5s. So, yeah. Okay. So, so that's that. But then again, you know, there's different speed levels in i7. Mm. So I, I say, if you can afford it, hit the mid range on that. Okay, and that way, you know, you've you've got you've got a machine that's fast enough to take care of what you need. No, you to said do. don't overbuy. How, what would overbuying be? Overbuy would be to go in and say, uh, I want the maximum amount of memory in this machine. I want uh, I want the fastest one. I want the top of the line machine, and don't have work that necessitates top of the line hmm. machine. That's what you ask Santa Claus for. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if now, you're buying it for yourself, you gotta buy now, what you can afford. Now if the barter is such a situation where there's no holes barred mm-hmm. and I'm not saying be abusive, mm-hmm. but you know, push the pedal down on the floor a little bit further and go for it. Yeah, work a few hours overtime. Well that's essentially it. You know, with the barter arrangement yeah. arrangement you 
stake out a, a certain amount of money, and then you work that off, if you will. Um, it's kind of like being indentured. <laughs> well, well, so look at it from from the business side. Okay, uh, Gary, go ahead you. and give your, your viewpoint. So uh, if you want, for most of us, we're really talking about accessing the Internet, right? Yes. So if you want more speed, pay attention to your connected thermostat, your connected uh, ca- security cameras, because what will happen is your um, Wi-Fi router steps down to the slowest oh, baud rate. Oh, that's right. That's right. So we put in a, a, a connected thermostat, uh-huh. and now all of our pages load very slowly. Oh. I mean, can, wait, yeah, it's okay. still faster than it had been, yeah. you know, a couple of years, for five or six years before, but it's nowhere near what it was just before we put that in. So, so you what, just have to be really careful. Right. So what we did recently in the Rudell household is purchase a new multiband wireless router and then so for the slower devices we uh, we, we have we have multiple channels so we uh-huh. say we have the guest you know and the guest they can right. slow a speed right. i don't care about them so in that particular case you might want to negotiate a, a new router in with that barter deal mm. but that's what i would pay attention mm. to yes that's a good very point, Karen. very interesting okay yeah. uh, very very good points now cal we'll continue the conversation okay because sure. i'm still putting the list together here so. sherry thank you so much for for joining this rowdy bunch of people Oh, we, it's a pleasure. We hope we can get you back again. We will. We Very good. Will. As we get closer to Christmas, we'll bring your smiling face back in to brighten our dowdy halls. Yay. Thanks, guys, for being here. And also for the folks behind the glass, Rich and, uh, and Logan, thank you as well for putting the program together. You'll be able to get in contact with this and listen to us, of course, by going to internetadvisor.net. And on Monday, we will be publishing the entire podcast there. Until then, have a great and a very safe weekend. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show, Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show, with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.